It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. Hi, I'm Stacy Farquharson. And I'm Stacy Trasankos. Welcome back to the Stacy and Stacy podcast. We're so glad you could join us today. This is the Memorial of Our Lady of the Rosary, October 7th, 2022. And this is the 20th episode of season two. <laughs> Uh, we are so happy that you join us Monday through Friday to uh, hear a prayer, a scripture reflection on the readings for the day from the USCCB website. And then we talk about something that we think you want to hear about. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to talk about like social issues, but more and more, I find that it's just way more edifying to talk about the basics of our faith. Yes, so uh, yes. I, I think that is a very big help. And we hope this is part of your your prayer time, part of your um, growing in your faith time each day. We hope that you join us. Today, we're talking about the rosary, and I know Stacy is going to start us with a beautiful prayer and a reflection on the readings for today, and we'll jump right into it. Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, so today, grab your scriptures, grab a cup of coffee, cup of tea, spend some time with the Lord. So we're just going to read the gospel reading for today. It's found in the book of Luke, the first chapter. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and sh you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. What beautiful scriptures. I love that. May it be done to me according to your word. Mm -hmm. 
there's so much we can say about Mother Mary, but I just wanted to, um, you know, she really helped me in my journey into the Catholic Church. And so, you know, as a convert, I really had to wrap my mind around that. That was one of the things that, you know, most converts into the Catholic Church have to yes. have to wrestle with. And, yes. and I did. And I remember a day when I was literally in my closet, rolled up in a ball. You do that too? I did. I was, I mean, literally on my knees, uh-huh. crying to yeah. Jesus. And it was a family situation that was going on. One of my children, I felt so incredibly helpless. I, I couldn't make anything better. Couldn't do anything to change what was going on. I mean, I couldn't mm-hmm. even get to my child. I was just so... I felt so alone and felt so helpless and I was praying, but really I felt like my prayers were just like, they just sounded like I was begging. There was no, I didn't feel like there was any faith in them. I was just, Mm -hmm. you know, in that moment, I was literally just begging Jesus and they were, I guess, filled with more fear than faith and and didn't feel like they were really doing anything. Um, I didn't even know if they were reaching Jesus's ears. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I was just so distraught. Yeah. And um, I'm just telling you where I was in that moment. Yeah. Well, I think so, we've all been there for one so, reason or another. Yeah. And I really don't know, honestly, looking back, I don't know what compelled me to do this, but I was, I had began my journey. And so I had begun the wrestling in my mind, uh, you know, about Mary and asking her to intercede for me. So in that moment, and I think it was out of pure desperation, I cried out, if you're really there, please, please go to your son and pray for me. Pray for my child because I just don't know what to do. And I don't know how to do Mm -hmm. this. And I know you had a child. So you you know what it's like to be a mother. So please pray for my child. Please pray to Jesus for me. And then immediately I said, Jesus, if I'm not supposed to do that, please forgive me. Because I was like, cover my bases there. But I have to tell you, the next day, the next day, everything miraculously turned around. I'm telling you, everyone was just shocked. I mean, jaw dropping shocked at how it turned around. And all I could do was just look up and say, thank you. Like it was just a, oh my goodness, she's real. She's real. And she it was me. it was something that I I knew in my knower that she interceded for me. Uh-huh. And another quick testimony that I uh, fast forward not too, too too many months after that another situation came up. <laughs> it's like uh, second being birth, open to life. Birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. We're mothers forever. So um, I found myself in another situation with one of my kids and again, didn't know what to do. And I was driving down the road and I felt like the Lord told me to go to the church. There was a church in Dallas that had perpetual adoration. And I felt like he told me to go say a rosary for my child. I didn't even know if you could do that. I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, I went to the church like he told me to, or I, but the whole time I'm saying, Lord, is this really you? Can I really do this? Is this something that, right. is this a thing? Do people Cause, do this? Yeah. Cause you hear as a Protestant, you're not supposed to. Yeah. And I mean, and can you say, can you say one for somebody? Like I had no idea. So, I mean, 
obviously this was very early on in my journey, right? But I just, you don't know what you don't know. So I didn't have the prayers with me. I didn't, I didn't know them. I didn't have any rosary beads. I just went to the church. I was just trying to be obedient. So I walk in and I sat down and I sat kind of towards the front. And actually I started to get on my phone to look up the prayers and how to do it. Like what, what, how do I do this? I looked up instructions and still not being sure if I was even, if this was even something I could do, but I started to cross myself because that's what the instructions said to do. And a voice behind me, there was a woman behind me. And she said, today we are saying this rosary for our children. And <laughs> she just started, sing, started saying it. And she went right into leading the rosary. And I was able to follow her. I mean, it was amazing because I got my question answered. Yes, we can. We can say a rosary for our yep. children. You got and exactly I got my hand held all at the same time. Yes. Yes. I mean, it was like just stepping out and being obedient to God. He provided. Uh-huh. And um, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, I just in, in this uh, story in Luke 1, in verse 45, it says, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. I love that scripture. And I also, one last thing, I love, and I always say this wrong, the memorari, memorari, is that how you say it? Yes. I love this scripture, this prayer. And I have prayed it. Oh my goodness. And I can't tell you, I just, I just, I always wanted, um, like a spiritual mother. I always wanted a spiritual mother. Um, in the Protestant church, that was kind of a thing there for a while, you know, people were always looking for a spiritual mother and I'd be like, is that her Lord? Is that her Lord? And I, I wanted one so bad and I never, it never worked out. Like I never had one. And I almost felt like what's wrong with me. Nobody wants to be my spiritual mother because that was such a big thing in the church at that time. Everybody had a spiritual mother and, you know, a mentor, somebody that would pour into them and help them. And I was just like, Protestants, right? And yes, they, yeah, and they weren't talking about Mary, though. That's so because we no, no, no. As no. a Catholic, if you say spiritual mother, I think Mary. That's like that's exactly that's who your mind means. goes to. Right? Yeah, but yeah. I didn't know anything about Mary at the time. I'm just in the Protestant church praying for a spiritual mother, praying for that because I I desperately wanted one, and I really feel like the reason that I never found one is because when I came into the church. I I have, I have my mother. And it was just that realization to me that my mother, Mary, truly my mother, truly my spiritual mother. It was just, it was huge for me, Yeah. but I'm going to, I just want to pray this prayer. Uh, Remember, oh, most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother, to thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. That is such a powerful, precious, beautiful prayer. I love it. Absolutely love it. I love it too. It the first time, and I think it. 
I would love to hear from more converts about the first time they prayed the rosary, because mm-hmm. I know I know what you're saying. Like the for for us having grown up Protestant, the idea of even acknowledging Mary is is just so foreign. And yeah. I know what you're talking about when you feel like you're not supposed to. And I remember early on as a Catholic just saying, well, I, I don't. I don't know what this means to have a relationship with Mary. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what that means. I didn't know what relationship meant period, but I especially don't know what it means to have a relationship with Mary, but I also didn't know what it meant to have a relationship with Christ. Like I just didn't know relationships very well because, because of my materialist mentality, atoms and molecules. It's just, I didn't understand that. And I remember for me that, you know, how God meets you where you're, where you are, when I was in RCIA and anticipating, you know, receiving First Communion, uh, having our our baby bab, uh, having well, we already had the baby baptized. I had already had our first child together. Already had two older kids, and Jose and I had um, our our first daughter, and I was pregnant with the second one while I was in RCIA, and then she was born. A little bit. So, I, so I'm going through this. I'm going through a lot of mothering while I'm trying to think about a relationship with Mary, mm-hmm. being open to life. Because the church said be open to life, and we had f- four babies in the first five years. Mm-hmm. So, two of those babies were already here with us by the time I finished RCIA, and I was still saying I'm going to be open to life. I'm going to I'm going to be open to life. At the same time, saying how do I have a relationship with Mary? Well, I was in a prayer group online and a woman named Cookie said, I want to mail you a rosary. And she was in South Carolina and she's like, I want to mail. She was in the prayer group. She's like, I want to mail you a rosary. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. And so she made the rosary and mailed it to me with a letter. And in the letter, she told me, you know, she was older, elderly woman. She was crippled her hand. She couldn't work because her hand was crippled. And that she made rosaries herself, even though her hand was crippled. She had figured out how to use one hand and her other arm to make these beautiful rosaries. And she had made me a rosary. And she said, just pray it. And she sent it to me and I showed it to my husband. I'm like, I don't I don't know what to do with this, but I feel like I should do something because I felt an obligation now because someone <laughs> that was handicapped made me this rosary. And, and like, if she can make it for me, I, surely I can pray it. I, I owe that to her. And that woman, mm-hmm. you know, like I said the other day, sometimes we have to bring Christ to people. I think she was bringing Mary to me. Um, Um, for no reason, I just get this envelope in the mail that's got a rosary in it. And so that day when I got it in the mail, knowing that she had worked so hard to make it for me, like, okay, I'm going to pray the rosary. And she had enclosed a little card with the instructions. And I said, well, Jose, I'm going to go for a walk. And I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, you just pray the words. I'm like, but what are you supposed to do? He's like, just pray, honey. Like, stop thinking about it. Just pray. <laughs> like, if I could count the number of times he said, just pray, honey. <laughs> it would uh, <laughs> not a, a nickel for every one of those times I'd be rich. But so I go out a little act of faith, little tiny act of faith. I go out with my rosary in my hand and the prayer card in my other hand. And I'm walking around on the street. Uh, and I know people are probably driving by wondering what I'm doing. But I'm trying to pray and I'm reading along and I'm I'm repeating the prayers. 
that night when I got back after praying my first rosary that Cookie made for me and sent me from South Carolina, <laughs> I got back to my home in Massachusetts <laughs> and uh, I'm like, Jose, I don't, I don't feel quite well. And I went and got one of the pregnancy tests. And that was the very day right after I got back from praying my first rosary, I found out I was pregnant with our daughter, Marie, who's 15 now. <laughs> 16 now. And I found out that I was pregnant with her and we ended up naming her after Mary. We named her Marie, oh. but also after my grandmother who uh, was, was passing away and only got to hold Marie one time. She got to meet her namesake and hold her for the first and last time when Marie was born. So that was, that was kind of the beginning of my relationship with Mary. I, I, I got deeply that she understood the sacrifice of motherhood mm -hmm. and that she was going to be there for me. And so many, many times after that, like when you have four babies in five years <laughs> and, and you don't understand relationship anyway, and you're trying to forge a relationship, a marital bond with your husband, and you're trying to make up for your sins of your past and you're trying to do the right thing, but you don't even know, like you don't even know what good relationships look like when you're doing all of that it's real easy to fall into despair just from exhaustion, just from feeling incapable of doing what daily life needs you to do. There were many times when I needed to hold Mary's hand and I would go grab that rosary that Cookie made and I would hold on mm -hmm. to it. And uh, just mm -hmm. to finish the story, I went on from there with, uh, with my husband's blessing and a friend worked with me. I went on to start making rosaries myself for people and I, I put it out on the internet that uh, we would send a rosary to anybody in the world who wanted one along with a prayer card. And, and this is the truth. In those early days of raising all those babies, Jose mailed out thousands of rosaries that I made wow. and sent to people. People in Africa would find out that we would send rosaries for free and they would say, we need a hundred. Can you make a hundred oh, wow. rosaries for me? And we would mail them to them. And um, that because they couldn't get them there. So God used that. Mary used that to make it huge. I ended up mailing rosaries that I made to people in parts of the world who couldn't even get a rosary. And people would write back to me and say, you know, there's terrible things going on here in our country, but we hold on to our faith because we're holding on to the rosary that wow, you made us. So it, it was. It turned out to be this huge blessing. Stacy, that's beautiful, and that so reminds me of that verse that I just read in Luke. Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment yes. of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Wow, I, I love the way that when we give the Lord something to to bless, when we give Him something, He'll bless the socks off of it. So, praise the Lord. Well, I'm Stacy Farquharson. And I'm Stacey Trusakos. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see stacyandstacy.site for more information. <laughs>